Welcome to the Broken to Unbroken podcast with Dr. Nick Askey, where we dive deep into how to eliminate pain and continue to train. Welcome to episode 20 of the Broken to Unbroken podcast. This would be episode 21 if the internet didn't eat my last 45-minute recording with Jason Spragans, and I'm going to re-record that with him. So hopefully we knocked all the rust off the hinges and we will have a just a successful second run and it won't be a sophomore slump. Uh, So be on the lookout for that one uh, in early February. So the topic today is going to be a short one, but um, I'm going to talk about how uh, what my dog is dealing with right now has gotten me to reflect on fall risk and the rampant outbreak of diabetes in this country. And no, my dog is not diabetic. Uh, My dog's name is Nissan. He's about 170 pound Great Dane, and he is about six months ago. He started to to kind of do the doggy splits on slippery floors, and he was not yelping in pain. He would just kind of look up at me like, "Dad, why is my butt on the floor?" Like I didn't tell it to do that. Um, so I took him to the vet because my differential in my head was either hip dysplasia or uh, neuropathy from uh, degenerative changes in his low back. And Dr. Kirby uh, ran some tests, uh, x-rayed everything, said knees and hips look good. Uh, Back almost looks like it's fused fused, uh, over five levels because he's got some arthritic change in his back. Uh, And he's like, he can't feel his back legs. I'm like, well, did you guys have coffee and chat? Did he tell you that? Uh, He's like... Because I'm always curious how vets diagnose stuff because, A, there's no placebo effect. B, your patient can't talk to you. You have to go purely off of diagnostic testing and physical exam. Uh, And how do we know that those degenerative changes in his low back are clinically relevant? Because in human beings, we can go, hey, it only hurts on that left side. And if there's only imaging findings on the right, then we just assume those are not clinically relevant. Um, but it was interesting because Dr. Kirby tipped him up, like took his back leg and put his tiptoes into the ground and he would try and walk on his tiptoes cause he couldn't feel that his pad was not on the ground. So I'm like, Oh, that's kind of a cool trick. Uh, so this led me to believe cause I'm buying all these non-stick or non-slip booties and stuff because my biggest worry is in his head, he still thinks he's a puppy. So he's diving down five steps off the deck and Tokyo drifting around corners. And uh, a few days ago, he just biffed it on the deck because there was a little bit of frost. And now he's been limping a little bit. It has gotten much better. So I think he just pulled uh, pulled a muscle. But my biggest worry is him coming up lame with uh, a ligament issue in the knee or a dislocation uh, issue just because he's just diving all over the place with only being able to feel two legs. Uh, That's not going to happen in your average human population, but it just 
when we're having to put runners all over our house because it's filled with tile and put all these fancy boots on his back feet to keep him from falling when he gets up to get a drink of water, uh, how does that pose a risk of falls in our elderly patients that are diabetic? And diabetes incidence rate is on the rise. Our aging population is on the rise. Um, so you look at someone who maybe gets up to go to the bathroom three, four times at night, uh, with the lights off in diabetics that have neuropathy in their feet, they can't feel their feet like everybody else. They don't heal when they get injured like everybody else. So a stubbed toe or an, a lesion on the foot from hitting it on something or stepping on something can become a real issue. And also the fall risk is very high because diabetics will rely more on visual input because they don't have the sensory input from their feet. So the, the big worry is slipping, falling, hitting, having traumatic brain injuries, hitting the head on things and in diabetics, just injuring the foot period because it takes just light years to heal. Uh, just because of the the poor local physiological environment in the area with the uncontrolled glucose levels and just the 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 poor healing potential of of diabetics so you also have the orthopedic problems such as hip fractures uh, and other fractures like uh, patellar fractures tib-fib fractures. Uh, you also have risks of dislocations, uh, what we call foosh injuries, fall on the outstretched hands. So we're involving upper extremity, shoulder, uh, maybe people that have compromised bone density in, in the elderly population. It doesn't take much for them to break things. Uh, you can have some pretty gnarly complex pelvic fractures. So we talked about this in one of my Instagram videos about increasing big toe and toe intrinsic strength. 1% decreases fall risk in the elderly by 7%. So that's a huge, huge uh, low hanging fruit item to address. But we also have to address like, Hey, it doesn't matter if you have like Arnold Schwarzenegger feet, if they're numb from uncontrolled diabetic processes happening, you're still going to be at a higher risk of falls. So we just need to really work on kind of getting your yearly blood work done, paying attention to your A1C more than your fasting glucose. If your A1C is creeping up like toward six or over six, you need to take some some introspective moments going, hey, is that cake worth it? Are those pancakes worth it? Is that candy worth it? because I could really have some systemic body-wide problems and my quality of life could go down dramatically in a hurry. We also need to look at the importance of balance and fall prevention because I think falls are going to be a, a big point of emphasis as the baby boomers get older. And that is the most common reason why people end up in a nursing home more than dementia or or Alzheimer's is uh, risk of fall concerns from family members reducing the independence of uh, an elderly patient. And they may be like my dog where they still feel like a puppy 
And that's a huge uh, morale breaker when you take someone out of their independent home that they have lived in for 50 years and you, you throw them in a assisted living or a nursing home and they still feel young, um, but they're a fall risk. So mind is cooperating, but body is not. And then they're stuck in a nursing home filled with people that is the opposite. Like they're able-bodied, but they're walking around in circles, not knowing who they are. Um, so if we can really do what we can to prevent the, the diabetic process from, uh, advancing to where we have these neuropathy problems to where we can't feel our feet, um, that is really going to improve, uh, community health as a whole. And I just wanted to, to share this short blurb with you guys because it did get me to kind of go, okay, if I'm this worried about my dog falling, how worried are people about their parents falling when they have these issues? Um, it, it's got to really rob some sleep at night from people going, all right, do I have to be the bad guy and protect mom and dad from themselves? or? Um, and if we could turn back the clock on a lot of that, I'm sure people would have been more assertive at having these heart to heart talks with uh, people that are pre-diabetic to go, Hey, I'm, I'm worried about you. I don't want you to have uh, a reduced quality of life and be a risk of like, Hey, we don't need handlebars on every wall because you're not going to be able to keep your balance or feel your feet. Uh, how about we eat something different than that cookie? Um, or let's not get a half a gallon of big red at every meal. Um, it's okay to indulge every now and then, but we really have to keep a, uh, a look on our A1C. And if our A1C is creeping up over that six range, 5.7 to six, I tell people you gotta, you have to really be diligent because once that switch flips, it's a lot harder to reverse it. Um, so short, quick 10 minute episode, but we will be getting Jason back in early February and re-recording, uh, what was an awesome episode on him explaining his experience with the Highland games. Um, and he is, he's competed at worlds. He is, he's going to compete at the Arnold's. So, uh, that's going to be a, a great, great guest if I can actually get the, the software to behave and not kick my kick my recording into a black hole where no one can find it. So you guys enjoy your week. Episode 20, if you haven't so far, subscribe, share. I uh, just want to get this information out to as many people as possible. It may not be the most polished, the most edited, highest sound quality, but I just want to get the information out to you guys because I don't need it to sound like uh, we're in the Tobin Center with perfect acoustics to just run my mouth and get some some good info out to you guys. So I hope that isn't too much of a distraction to you and that you're enjoying the material. Please leave us a review, subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy your week coming up. Thank you.